Blog Talk Radio. Figure out what went wrong with a Super Bowl runner-up. 
But, you know, we all know what happened in the game. Cam Newton, unfortunately, picked the worst, the worst time to have his worst game. And, um, you know, it, it happens. It happens to the best of of them. You know, the best athletes go through the bad times. So John Elway lost three Super Bowls before winning his last two. So, you know, it's not like the sky's necessarily falling on Cam Newton. But I think the brother's going to be fine. He looks – he appears to be a hell of a and um, so, which which is a um, a good thing, a good thing for the Panthers. Probably bad news for us at the NFC South. But let's just take a look at the Panthers from last season. Um, it's hard to it's hard to pin when your first games of the season <laughs> like they did last year, and love them in rather convincing fashion. I mean, if you look. If, Go back, you know, from the first game against the Jaguars on the road, no less. They won 20 to 9, rather comfortably. And, you know, followed by the wins of the Texans. The Saints was a bit of a night, a nail biter, but they pulled that out. They spanked the Bucks on the road, following the bye day. What really, the game that let me know that the Panthers have officially arrived to when they beat Seattle at Seattle. Something that is rarely done in the and the way they did it, you know, is that the, the Panthers were down twenty to twenty, were down twenty to the twenty rather, and they scored late. Cam Newton led them on a um, on a last, I don't want to say a last minute touchdown, but well, close to a last minute touchdown. It wasn't a walk off or anything like that. But um, at any rate, you know, led them right down the field, connected a beautiful pass to uh, Greg tight end, money tight end, like for the score. And from that game forward, I'm like, they're, they're legit. The Panthers are truly legit. I mean, go on to follow another after that win. And then after that, you have wins over the Eagles. They almost choked away the, the Monday night game against the Colts, uh, but they pulled it out. They, they almost did the same thing for the Packers against the Packers. They were up big against the Packers. They ended up holding on by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But they ride the ship after that. They 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 sweep the Titans, which the same game that eighty uh, and Nashville had the, the audacity to write an open letter to Cam Newton in, the, in, in like in a national newspaper. That's that's still a joke. I, I can't believe she did that. But anyway, falling up by two more ass kickings, like a minute on the on the Redskins and the Cowboys, uh, which on you know the uh, latter was like a Thanksgiving game, which was beautiful, by the way. Just totally beautiful. And the Saints game, the second Saints game, you know, it's, it's, it's for some reason, the Saints and Panthers always play each other tough for some reason. I, I can't really put my finger on it. You know, the Saints, they play the spirit of the game, and it got a bit chippy. <laughs> so, you know, near the end of the game, but they and of course, they they blew out the Falcons, and and they you know and the and and and, and, and what followed just uh, shortly thereafter was Odell Beckham Jr. slash uh, <laughs> uh, slash Josh Norman Gate, you know that 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 wrestling match, that WWE match they had within the game, which frankly both players should have been kicked the hell out of that game, but. At any rate, you know, the, like the like the Panthers went up big, let the Giants come from behind, maybe riding the spirit of of of, of Beckham uh, Jr. just coming back spirited against Josh Norman and the boys on defense. But 
The Panthers pulled out. Again, Cam Newton led them on a game-winning drive. He kicked the field goal in seconds left to go. And, you know, it's one of those things like the, the, the following game against the Falcons at Atlanta. Because I, I, I remember telling my boy specifically that the way the Falcons were talking that week leading up to the game, and it's a big rivalry, at least from the Panthers' perspective. I don't think the Falcons care about the Panthers as much as they do the, the Saints. But um, to hear the Falcons talk up and know that they did leading up to the game, and the fact that Carolina just kind of took it for granted, which was odd being that they, the Panthers considered the Falcons the, the, the biggest rival, the, the Falcons just hit them in the mouth. They came out spirited. I mean, because by that time, the Falcons were pretty much out of it, and they were playing for pride, and they were like, we're not going to let this team <laughs> go undefeated in our last home game of the season. So they showed up, brought out, and, um, yeah, yeah, the Falcons pulled it out. Congrats to them. And, you know, that's that, that was the beginning of folks saying that Cam was a sore loser. At least the Falcons players were saying that. Man. They'll trash that talk as soon after that. But soon, shortly after the following week, the Panthers just curb-stomped the Buccaneers to submission by scoring 38-10 to 10 and all was well in the world. Now, going to the playoffs, I mean, we all know what happened, happened in the playoffs. They went up big against Seattle once again, and then they almost let Seattle come from behind. But they, but they pull it out, and as soon as they play the the, the 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 Cardinals, you know, I can't believe that people are picking the Cardinals to win that game. That that still is laughable to me. But anyway, we all know what happened in that game. The Falcons just curb stumped the hell out of the, uh, out of the Cardinals to reach the Super Bowl to play against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, which and you know, said in which in said Super Bowl the Broncos pretty much smacked the Panthers in the mouth. Same thing like the Falcons did, except. The, the the Bucks were actually better. So just looking at the stats, I mean, Carolina, they had a hell of a season statistically. I mean, Cam Newton passed for almost 4,000 yards, 3,837 yards to be exact. Like passed for 35 touchdowns against just 10 interceptions. <laughs> and he also ran for 636 yards, averaged 4.8 yards per carry with 10 touchdowns. So basically, this cat accounted for 45 touchdowns last year. Four or five, 45 touchdowns. That's why he was the league's MVP, and deservedly so. Now you look at the rest of the squad. I mean, Greg Olson. I mean, he's he was a man that's from like like for the time position. I mean, he had 77 receptions, 1104 yards, seven touchdowns. Tech in Jr. He he like a, even though he had like less than 45 receptions, he accounted for 10 touchdowns. He was a home run threat. And, you know, needless to say, Ted Ginn and Greg Olson really stepped up. Like, well, I mean, Olson, of course, I'll step up because he's stuck. But Ginn really stepped up last year, became a reliable second option aside from Olson. And, you know, they did this without Kevin Benjamin. And Kevin Benjamin is back and looks like he's about to be back with a vengeance. So the our offense should be hella scary with the return of, of course, John Stewart. Hopefully he's healthy. I remember, like last year, that as a as he was healthy, sort of time, like sort of like you know, like part of the time, he rushed for, for almost a thousand yards, nine hundred eighty-nine yards to be exact. And um, yeah, so he 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 did the damn thing. And so um, the offense should be still be scary this season <laughs> again because they did all of this without a healthy uh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin. And 
and a guy who stayed healthy only half the time with John Stewart. So just imagine the possibilities. And, of course, the defense, the Catholic Carolina fans, Josh Norman, are, are back. You know, Luke Keekley, uh, he's a stud, as well as Thomas Davis, both both great, awesome leaders. No, it's, it's not a – it's, it's, it's not a mystery as to why both those caps are captains. Quan Short is back out there having 11 sacks last season, as well as Connie Ely. You know, where he had five sacks, but he was he was an integral part of the of the defensive line. And I mean, there's there's nothing to complain about with this team. I mean, granted, they're a zone based team, which is why they didn't bother to. <laughs> Worry about bringing back Norman in the first place, but I mean their front seven. There's a reason why the, the secondary is disaffected with their zone coverage. Their front seven can get after folks. I mean they, <laughs> the front four too, especially can really get after folks. They're 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 very physical. They're unafraid, and they're nasty. I mean they they go they basically can beat your ass at the line of scrimmage, and, and just take names. So I, even though the by any means, by by no means, were the Panthers' season like a failure. Even though they didn't win the, even though again they didn't win the chip, but you know, I, I think that they'll be back this year, and, and I think they're going to really Cam Newton's really going to unleash hell on this league this year, just because of the of the, of, of the hate he received that for his behavior after the Super Bowl. Speaking of which, look, I get that Newton, he's a professional. He's a young man. He he's a face of a franchise, and I get that he should conduct himself better. I mean, I get when Adam when when uh, when Sirius uh, XM's um, Adam Shine on uh, Mad Dog Radio on on Shine on Sports, he came after me for his for his behavior, immature behavior, and rightly so. Okay, he should have handled himself a bit better. But come on, I mean, first of all, why do people interview? Players right, right after the Super Bowl, especially when they lose the Super Bowl. Why do they interview the losers of the Super Bowl right after? And because you know those emotions are so they're still raw, okay. And, and and you know, and you know that they're still feeling hurt. You know they're still disappointed. You know they're still pissed off. And but why would you do that? Why why not take a few minutes, let them simmer down? I mean, granted, they're never going to get over it, at least not for a while. But why right after? And worse than that, why in the hell did they put the have 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 Cam Newton and and, and, and crew and and, uh, and company interview literally in the same space as the Broncos? So if you if you if y'all we will go back to the video from the beginning, you know of of of, of Cam Newton's uh, uh, interview, you will hear members of the Broncos defense talking on the other side of the curtain about how they rattled him, how they got after the offense and how they were able to punch him in the mouth. Of course, Cam was annoyed by that. I mean, it's like, really? I'm like right behind you. <laughs> you know. But, again, I know that he should have handled it better, but what the hell did you expect? You interviewed the dude right after the, he lost in the biggest game of his career where he didn't play all that well, to be honest with you, and have him conduct said interview, the same interview in the, in the same vicinity as the Broncos players. So, anyway, that's just my two cents on that. But, you know, yeah. Uh, again, that's why I think Newton's going to unleash hell 
on the rest of the NFC uh, this coming season. Uh, let's just go back to the draft. You know, we got to see how they did their draft. They only have five selections, but it looked like they drafted like like for death purposes, especially in the secondary because again they didn't bring back Norton. I mean Norton, but Norman, Josh Norman, and so they 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 went cornerback heavy, two, three, and five, right? And you know the first pick, uh, Vernon Butler from from from, from Louisiana Tech, is a great player. You know, a good young man, he'd be able to fill in the depth um, of that awesome defensive line that the Panthers have. And the last pick of the, the, the well, their last pick, pick of the draft was a young man, Bo Selling, tight end of Montana State, drafted in the backup uh, and, and, and provide that at the tight end position, backing up Greg Olson as well. Even though now, uh, the Panthers now have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tight ends on the roster. And then that this young man, Salmon, was drafting several rounds, within the seventh round, rather. I mean, chances are that he may not be able to stick around. Maybe he'd become a practice squad, but uh, at any rate. So, yeah. So, basically, I think that they restart the death in the draft, uh, make the roster a bit deeper. So, kudos to GM uh, – uh, Gettleman and, and company for getting that done. So now that they stepped up in the draft, they trying to turn the death. Now they got Kevin Benjamin back on the fold. How the question is, how are they going to perform in 2016? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, I'm glad I asked myself that because um, just I got the schedule pulled up here, and from the looks of it, they're going to be playing the AFC West. And looks like the the gosh I, I yeah the AFC West and I'm trying to figure out which 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 NFC division that they're going to play um, the NFC West okay so both West so they're going to go to AFC West and NFC West so if you look, the first very first game is at Denver and I know that Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning but Pey- Peyton Manning you know didn't play all that well last year but he's still Peyton Manning. That probably didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, but bear with me. What I'm trying to say is is that they don't have the Broncos, that is, do not have who is perhaps the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Instead of having the, 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 you know, basically the prospects of having um, Sanchez start, you know, the butt fumbler himself, Mark Sanchez. And so I pretty much give that game to the Panthers. So just looking on here, the whole San Fran, that's a win. Of course, Minnesota, that's going to be a tough game, but, it, but, it's, but it's at their place, their place being Charlotte. So they should win that game too. I think they're going to try to uh, come out with a vengeance against the Falcons in week number, uh, what is it, number four, even though it's at the Georgia Dome. That's going to be tight. That's kind of up in the air right now, so I'll put that hold for a minute. This should be Tampa at home. Uh, the Saints, until they get a defense that I can believe in, I'm not going to take them all that seriously. So they'll probably they'll probably sweep the Saints again. So I'll give that win to Purple Panthers. So after the bye week, they host the Cardinals. They have the Cardinals number. They own them for the past. They've been on them for the past few seasons. So give the win to the Panthers with that. So that will make them what one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I probably give give the like like how the Panthers losing in Atlanta. So. They'll be six and one after they play the Cardinals. They play the 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 offensively challenged Rams. Um, 
by the way, it's good to call the Rams the L.A. Rams again. <laughs> Calling the St. Louis Rams never feel right for me. But but at any rate, they should beat the Rams pretty well. So they so they should improve to what eight and one. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and one. Sorry, seven and one. They host the Chiefs. That should be a good one. That should be a doozy. The Chiefs are very good defensively. They also have the offensive firepower to to keep with Carolina. So I get the Panthers win there. They host the Saints. They'll, they they should be the Saints. So that should put them at ten and one. The tricky game. There's going to be a couple of tricky games back to back. Both on the go. Both on the West Coast, which is going to be a hard sense of travel. First one is at Oakland. I think Oakland is going to be very good this year. And being that it's on the West Coast, you know, that, that you know, you know, I know that West Coast teams typically do not fare well on the East Coast, playing, playing, playing East Coast opponents on the road. But I would dare say the same for East Coast opponents going out West. It's just something that caused them not to do but so well. So I have, believe it or not, I have Oakland winning that game. And I have Carolina also losing in Seattle next season. I think Seattle's going to be a lot better. I think they're going to come out pissed <laughs> after what happened in the end of last season. Uh, even though they have some strife in, in the well, now I want to call it strife, but they're just super mad. I think they're still super mad about losing the Super Bowl thanks to Pete Carroll <laughs> trying to outsmart everybody. But I think Seattle gets the win with that. So that should lead the Panthers at what? I've got them losing three games so far. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I have them at nine and three after the loss of Seattle. They come home back home to face the Chargers that that should be a win, ten and three. You know, like they play the Redskins the following week on Monday night. I think the Redskins are gonna be pretty good. I don't think they'll be good as Carolina, but I think they'll be pretty good. So that's gonna be tricky. So for now I had them I said the Panthers are ten and three. I I'll give Washington Washington the win at ten and four. Provided Washington stays healthy and if Josh Norman doesn't turn out to be a bust for for the Redskins. And then I have the I have the Panthers winning at home against the Falcons, one on the road at Tampa. So they should finish twelve and four. Again, it ain't fifteen and one, but I mean <laughs> fifteen and I mean not it's not every day when teams finish fifteen and one back to back seasons, most or less fifteen and one and fourteen and two. But that's still good enough to win the NFC South. Excuse me, possibly possibly good enough to possibly good enough to get earn them a, a, a first round at least a first round buyer, which I think it will. Uh, because I think while Green Bay's going to bounce back, um, Arizona's going to bounce back. Seattle's going to come up uh, uh, back with vengeance. I, I don't see the Pats finishing worse than second overall, and like in the conference, I don't know for sure who's going to come on top in, in like like in the in the NFC in terms of the best record. But I know for one thing, I, don't, I, don't, I know that Carolina would not be playing one of those wild card games like opening week of weekend of the playoffs. So it's that there. So, in short, this is how this is a phrase, a sentence that how I would describe the Carolina Panthers in 2016: a pissed off bunch led by a really pissed off quarterback, star quarterback, who's out to prove that last season was no fluke. They're going and, and still bitter over the defeat of the Super Bowl, and they're going to take out the rest of the NFC and the league. And kick some ass some more. <laughs> that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but again, that's a statement slash phrase to describe the Panthers for this upcoming season. So, yeah, so it, so it, so it, so like so this this season should be fun. 
this should be this should be fun to see how Newton responds, and this should be fun to see if the MVP, the reigning MVP, is here to stay as the face of the not only the face of the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, obviously he is the face of the Carolina Panthers, but the face of the NFL. So with that, I'm gonna wrap things up. Thank y'all for tuning in to my little soliloquy of the Panthers, uh, the 2016 Panthers the Super Fan Series. We're going to keep it going tomorrow. We'll talk Washington Redskins with my man, Dwayne Nash. I know he has, lots, he has a lot to say. Probably has some choice words for some quote-unquote Bamas on the squad. I'm looking at you, Josh Norman. But at any rate, uh, thank you all for tuning in. This is Scott Burks with the Clan Hour. Signing off. 06. Good night.